Hello everybody, welcome along. My name is Benjamin Bloom. This is the Benjamin Bloom Football Channel and it is season review time once again. I apologise, it's been a few days since I've done one of these, but other news has got in the way. Um, we have been working our way all the way through, look at that, um, 16 championship season reviews done. This is number 17 and today we will be looking at Bristol City, as I say on all of these um, season reviews, I come from a position of respect. I am, of course, an outsider. I do not support um, Bristol City. So this is my view of how their season went. Um, if you are a Bristol City fan, I would love to hear your comments. If you feel you know more about Bristol City than I do, that's fine. Um, but use the comments to educate and inform because... Um, some fans of some teams get cross when a non-supporter talks about them. Hopefully, um, if you're watching this video, you're beyond that. And we can enjoy my analysis. So there is Bristol City's run up to this season. Uh, obviously, that promotion there was fantastic. Look at that. Um, 99 points, first place. I think they won the um, EFL Trophy that season. But it was under Steve Cottrell. That was the season where... Aidan Flint scored, I don't know, 15 goals or something crazy like that. Um, up they went. Cottrell only lasts um, into the middle of the next season, I believe. Um, and then in comes Lee Johnson. Um, and it was the, what, one, two, three, fourth full season of Lee Johnson that we were beginning this season. And if you look, 18th position, first year up, 17th. 11th, 8th. And you would hear Lee Johnson in his press conferences talking about growth and sustainability and um, improvement year on year. And that had certainly been the case up until this season. Um, and uh, there are many ways to get out of the championship and compete with those parachute-funded teams. Um, you can coach your players really well. You can have one freak season or you can recruit really well and sell really well and make up the financial gap. And certainly, Bristol City were at the top or near the top of the class with maybe a Brentford and a Preston in terms of doing that. Look at that brilliant salesmanship since they've been up. Reading upwards there, Tomlin for 3 million. But then look, Brian in 1819 for 6 million and Flint for 7. Um, Brownhill, well, we'll come on to him. Bobby Reed 10 million. Uh, Codger, 11 Lloyd Kelly and Adam Webster come on to both of them, raising huge sums of money by recruiting players. Well, especially Lloyd Kelly and uh, Bobby Reid. Um, uh, did they come through both of them? I know Lloyd Kelly did, but um, good recruitment and then selling on, or even, as I'm saying right now, um, bringing players through and selling them on. They did that very, very well. That was the team um, from the previous season. You can see... Names in that team that are not going to go on to finish this season. Um, my emperor in goal, um, Hunt not so much really. Uh, maybe that's not fair. Webster's going, isn't he? Kelly's going. Pack is going. Brownhill's going. Vyman's going to end up up front. Matty Taylor is going out on loan, isn't he? Jeju, did Johnson ever really trust him? So you can see from the end of the 18-19 season to the end of this season... A lot of that team, and okay, that is who scored um, kind of generated 11 um, highest appearances and best performing. But you take my point that um, 
the team that ended the 18-19 season is going to get really quite unceremoniously broken up. Um, Adam Webster into the Premier League and Lloyd Kelly for huge fees. Uh, Mo Issa goes down uh, a level to Peterborough. Marlon Pack, that was an interesting one because he was the captain. 28, good age, not a huge transfer fee. So you can see some influential players coming out. But you can now see why. And let's read from the bottom up. Uh, Pereira on loan, um, right back, wing back. A phobie, there is your goal getter on loan. Um, good deal, that one. Rowe and Gilmartin in on freeze. Then Schmodich, um, a gamble f uh, for a um, League Two player coming up. Bentley, um, good sign in that. Proven championship goalkeeper. Brentford going down the David Raya route and um, selling on a 25-year-old. Good sign in that. Jada Silva, that's excellent. Uh, 21 years old to replace Lloyd Kelly. That looks like a really good deal to me. Uh, Adam Nash played at a good level there. Um, loads of caps for Hungary. Casey Palmer has done it for other teams on loan in this division. Han Nurmasinga, look at that, 7 million quid for an 18-year-old. Um, no doubt the plan is to develop and sell on for more at some point after he's done his business there. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, Thomas Callas, uh, proven championship quality, promoted with Fulham. Wasn't he um, on loan from Chelsea? He's done various loans, including one at Bristol City. So you look at the start of the season and you think, okay, really nice recruitment. Can Lee Johnson meld that into a team? It doesn't start well. Um, if you want to see my uh, take on Bristol City through the season, um, I think I got to them three times. And there is the first one there. Opening day, but hey, Leeds were far and away the better team and a 3-1 victory for them. But... There is um, the results up until the 7th of December, um, and which you can see there, only three defeats in there. Lots and lots of draws, but in the main, a very, very good um, start to the season. Just not losing, um, you know, first world problems indeed. You're drawing too many games, but you're not losing. Um, and... A sense that Johnson was managing to do what I'd suggested, that um, the recruitment had been heavy um, in and out, but building a team and building towards something. However, um, a key moment there in uh, 20th of September, um, and if we go back one page, you can see that does signal the end of the four wins in five winning run, and then it's going to be two wins in the next... Um, eight after that so an immediate impact but your goal getter your championship proven striker cruciate ligament injury bad luck for lee johnson and bristol city there um so there is the table at the end of that really good run um 20 games um we know we knew the pace was gonna be slow uh it was only really leeds and west brom um, putting the hammer down and going for it. But Bristol City, certainly in that pack. Where are Brentford? Ninth. Look at that. Um, so very well positioned. And as it ended up, the narrative this season was going to be Leeds and West Brom were going to be away from everybody. Brentford and Fulham were, were decent uh, decent enough, and um, but not quite in that top two level. And then everything else, much of a muchness, and Bristol City well in that picture. In, in fact, ahead of... Uh, Brentford at this point in the season. Um, I'm not very good luck, as you can see, for Bristol City. 
Um, a 3-0 defeat at Luton with some sense, look, this could fall apart. And a big argument with Lee Johnson and Ferrara Jeju on the touchline there. You can check out my match review of that on the channel. And again, yeah, I shouldn't go to Bristol City games, should I, if you're a Bristol City fan? Because uh, Barnsley are going to equalise in the 93rd, 94th minute in that one. I was at 2 2 um, there, and that was when uh, Barnsley were on a horrendous run of not winning in forever. Um, here's the Lee Johnson range summed up in microcosm going through from uh, sort of mid December there through to early February. Look, four straight defeats in there, also four straight wins in there. It's a 12 game run, six wins undone by six defeats, dropping you to obviously your 1.5 points per game over that period. We get good results in there. We get away wins at QPR and Reading and Wigan. Um, the redemption win over Luton as well. They beat Derby, who are going to end up um, finishing higher than them. Um, but then you get the home defeats um, in there as well to Blackburn and Millwall um, and Birmingham. So just... <laughs> I know people don't like me going down the streaky Lee route, but it's there in playing black and white over those 12 games. Summed up some really good stuff. And all you need to do is throw a few draws into that and you go from it being 1.5 points per game to uh, 1.7 or 1.8 and everyone says well done over that 12 games. Um, that puts Bristol City just outside of those playoff positions. Uh, we're coming up to lockdown now, I think a few more games. But still, you can see my narrative uh, playing out. Leeds hadn't gone crazy at this point with their winning streak. But you can see the top four are decent. Forest are keeping pace at this point. Everyone else stick together a run for those last, uh, what, 14 games for Bristol City. And you're 100% going to be in the playoffs and you've got... A chance, haven't you? Um, we should mention that during that run, Josh Brownhill is going to go out to Burnley to the Premier League. Um, as ever, I always say, sell. That's fine. It's okay to sell as long as you replace and retool and redevelop. And Bristol City have been good at that. So still another key player um, going out. They do, um, Steve Lansdowne and Mark Ashton do back Lee Johnson and Naki Wells who is proven goal scorer. I think he ended up with 20 uh, for both his clubs uh, this season. In he comes uh, from Burnley. He'd been on loan at QPR. Um, so the goals that were taken out by a phobia, obviously a gap between uh, September and uh, January for, for that transfer, but they are replaced, aren't they? So um, uh, maybe Johnson, maybe we can cite the aphobia, um loss between September and December, but... You know, a goal-scoring forward put in there in replacement. However, there it is. Johnson's last stand there. Uh, straws breaking, camel's backs. Uh, insert whatever cliche you want to there. Look at that. Seven defeats in nine. Um, a couple of draws in there against Millwall and Fulham against teams that finish, um, you know, well up the table in Fulham's case. And in the top eight in... I think, I think the top eight in... Um, in uh, Millwall's case as well. Uh, it's a difficult games in there. Look, Forest in there, Cardiff finishing the playoffs, West Brom and Leeds. Um, in fact, that's a very difficult run. Actually, when you read through it, Leeds, West Brom, Millwall, Fulham, um, Forest and Cardiff in there. But it is what it is and it wasn't that run necessarily 
that facilitated what's about to happen. But the fact that that run drops Bristol City down 55 points, five games to go, nine points off Cardiff, who have at that point gone on a big surge. Preston have dropped away. Millwall have pushed on. Swansea are going to surge their way into the playoffs. And Bristol City are left watching everybody else with the owners knowing that Lee Johnson is now completing four years. They're not going to get in the playoffs and his time was up. There is my video. You can check out my thoughts at the time on Lee Johnson being fired. Um, out he goes on the 4th of July. Whatever you think of that decision, good, bad, indifferent, let me know. But the four years was up. Um, Dean Holden comes in uh, to take what we think is going to be temporary charge and a little splurge, bang, bang, wins over Hull and um, Borough. And is there going to be an unlikely playoff charge? Well, I mean, there could have been. You can see a key defeat there at Swansea who are ultimately going to make it in there. It would have needed a, well, a streaky Lee type, uh, four wins and a draw in five type run. Um, stranger things have happened, but they end up not making it look down in 12th position. What's the points differential? Seven points off the playoff in the end. And that run, I think, what did it go? 18th, 17th, 11th, 8th. That run is broken and Bristol City are going to retool and they are going to have another go. But Bristol City fans not happy with this. Five weeks it takes for them to hire a new manager and ultimately... It's the guy that they stuck in caretaker charge. Lee Johnson's assistant, Dean Holden, gets the go as uh, Bristol City manager. Um, I did a video on that, as you can see there, on August the 10th. You can argue it both ways. You can say, if your glass is half empty, it's not very creative. He's not very experienced. Um, you know, it needs a bigger name. It needs new ideas. He's been there. He was the assistant to the guy who you've just fired. So if your glass is half empty, you can argue that. If your glass is half full, um, it's probably quite cheap. It's continuity. They've brought in um, the two England representatives whose names I've forgotten, who someone will remind me in the comments to help him. Um, he knows the players, all of that stuff. He knows the club. So you can argue it either way and only time will tell as to whether this is going to be a good appointment. So, as usual, um, <clears throat> excuse me, with my season reviews, I've put, put some bullet points down as to some reasons for what you would probably deem a failed season, given a drop from 8th down to 12th, uh, a manager fired. I suppose that goes in the books as a, as a failed season. Bristol City fans would have wanted to go, obviously, up from 8th, either into the playoffs or certainly in a you know at least seventh and challenging for, for the playoffs one place off but uh, that didn't happen um my first bullet point there says uh, play over turnover excuse me player turnover too tricky this time um lee johnson's done a good job and may not have always been from the start of the season but by the end of the season they were always moving on and moving forward He's done a good job of retooling the squad each time, whether that be losing Tammy Abraham or Bobby Reed or Jonathan Codger. Key players, um, it was Lloyd Kelly and Adam Webster this time, wasn't it? He couldn't do it this time, could he? He couldn't build a team around Casey Palmer. I know De Silva was injured and develop Hanno Masenga and, um, you know, use it. Obviously, a phobie got injured, but... 
he couldn't quite build the team this season to the level of challenges. It's always hard in the championship if a lot of players go out and a lot of players go in. Obviously, I always argue it's fine to sell players, it's fine to retool. You then do earn your money as a manager, don't you? Because your job then, if you're going down the recruitment strategy and not, I'm going to coach these players over three or four years, you have to retool the team and get a tune out of that team. Else, your higher-ups are going to say, I gave you an 18-year-old for 7 million quid. I gave you Tamas Callas for 8 million quid. Why are you not in the top six? That's what they're going to say, um, you know, given the lightning in a bottle uh, way of getting out of the uh, championship. Uh, the I'm going to coach the players or the recruitment one. He didn't get the recruitment one right, did he? Um, I've put the next one, a phobie, pack and Brownhill losses. Obviously, through the season... Um, Players that he thought maybe he was relying on. Look, I don't know what happened with Pack. I'm sure there's a Bristol City fan that will tell me in the in the comments. But, you know, he was the captain last year. He's out. Um, Webster and Kelly, we can add to those losses. But they, frankly, happened, you know, really before. I suppose Webster was in August, wasn't it? Um, the Aphobi loss was a big one. Okay, we can mitigate that by saying, well, Wells came in in January. But you did lose a goal scorer between... Um, September and um, December, which did um, coincide with a bad run. Um, and Josh Brownhill, um, obviously going out in January. Although, the uh, well, we'll look at that in the next point and um, the tricky fixtures. But I think um, he lost players during the season and, and found it too hard to cope with that. Um, the Johnson's reign runs its course um, narrative. Maybe it did. Maybe Lee Johnson's peak was eighth position um, last season. And yeah, I feel a bit badly saying it when we look at that hard run. But I think that hard run um, kind of is the proof of the, in the pudding, isn't it? Because he'd got to a point where when the chips were down and it did get to, uh, who was it? Fulham, West Brom, Cardiff, Millwall, uh, Leeds, all in that run. They had a terrible run. They won two in nine. And um, and Lee Johnson lost his job and they were too far from the playoffs. Maybe that was his Everest there. And it is the sign of a mid-table team that when they come up against a run of um, upper teams, well, go figure. They lose the games, don't they? And that was um, what happened. So maybe Lee Johnson's reign runs its course. And after four years, they need a new face to... Um, take them from 8th place and into the playoffs where certainly the investment in the stadium and the recruitment would would lead you to believe they would um, want and maybe expect to be, especially given you're signing 8 million quid centre-backs and 7 million quid midfielders, albeit I will caveat that by saying funded by excellent recruitment. Um, where next? Well, I thought it was going to be we've got ourselves into... Um, eighth place in the championship. We've got a nice stadium. We've got money in the bank from good recruitment. We've got a good squad containing a highly rated Chelsea um, left back. Um, developed a you know someone like Casey Palmer, Naki Wells, a goal scorer. Um, your eighteen year old seven million quid midfielder. Your eight million quid centre back. I thought it might be now. Right here comes Chris Hewton. Here comes Mick McCarthy. Safe pair of hands, it might be pragmatic, but if you give one of those guys, Steve Bruce, Mick McCarthy, Chris Hewton, 
okay, some people might think it's old hat, but if you give them that job, will it be um, swashbuckling, entertaining football? Maybe not, but will it be up from eighth to sixth or fifth? Possibly it will. So I thought it might be that. Um, but no, uh, Dean Holden. I mean, it could have been a European, you know, Graham Potter from Erstersons type um, appointment. It could have been, you know, someone coming in from the lower divisions um, and doing something there. Who knows? But no, Dean Holden. So um, that is where they are going next. So look, let me know your thoughts on Bristol City's finish. Obviously, this video is most likely to attract uh, Bristol City fans. Um, but we know we have a lot of well-read uh, general championship fans, so get your comments in. As I said, you may well know more about this subject than me, so uh, please use the um, the comments to either educate me or other commenters and give your view, which we would all love to hear if it's uh, worded in a civil manner. It doesn't always have to be a debate on YouTube where there's a winner and a loser and, oh, I'm going to out Ben for getting something wrong. You know, educate me, um, get involved. Let's have a discussion. And um, if um, the tide rises, everyone gets a little bit smarter. I get a bit smarter and I can provide better content where you, where you won't want to take me down. But hey, look, some people do just want to sit on YouTube and, oh, I'm going to take this guy down. There we go. Whatever. Um, but hopefully you can see that I've spoken in good faith, tried to analyse Bristol City and tried to as you can see on the screen there, put up some ideas as to why their season went the way it did, which would, as I say, um, given the progression in the previous seasons, be construed as a step backwards. Anyway, enough there on Bristol City. Um, let's talk about the channel and say that if you enjoyed this video, I am without a job because of COVID. I would be normally going back to a job in education in about uh, two weeks' time, but I'm not. Um, so I'm trying to make a go of this um, and I would love to be able to do this with uh, the ad revenue from YouTube supporting me, but we don't quite have enough subscribers. We may never have enough subscribers to do it purely on ad revenue because it's the championship. I'm not talking about Liverpool and Man City and I'm not doing purely entertainment based videos which tend to draw mass subscriber bases. Um, that's not me. I want to do cogent football analysis here. So. If you enjoy that and you want me to be able to do this full time and give you the best analysis possible, then please support. You can support on the clear of relegation tier there. $3 a month. I don't see that um, 60 cents. Um, that's VAT. That's going to the government, I'm afraid. But I get the, the $3 well. And Patreon take their cut as well, I have to say. Um, but you can support me by doing that. The price of a pie at football or a we ever get back there, or a cup of coffee each month. Um, that would be great if you could do that. For the $5 tier, again, that says $6. I don't see the dollar. That's going to Boris and his cronies. Um, you can support me and you get the Patreon-only Q&As and Patreon-only vlogs over there. A little bit more money, um, but a little bit more bang for your buck, hopefully. And I would love to be able to do this either part-time or full-time um, going into next season. We're nearly there now, so please support. Um, it's absolutely free though to subscribe to the channel. 11,412 subscribers and regular watchers will know that that number is growing and that is absolutely wonderful and the more subscribers we get on the channel the better we make more ad revenue, we reach more people and hopefully this is the key 
we get more people interacting, commenting, intelligently uh, giving their input and we all read the comments, I read the comments and you know everybody learns and knows a little bit more. So that would be why it is absolutely free obviously to subscribe um, and hopefully we can get a new plaque up there for 12,000, 13,000, 15,000, whatever as the channel grows. It's absolutely free to hit the thumbs up button as well. And as I say, please get in the comments. You may think I'm obsessed about it, but I do think it's a creator's job to try and um, maintain the idea that we're not doing very well as a society coping with social media, coping with the internet and how we communicate with each other. Um, people in the main are nice to your face, but online, I don't know, that anonymity sitting behind a screen um, and people who just have these ingrained issues that lead them to need to troll other people and be unkind, um, that seems to come out on the internet. So I do bang on about it, but um, if you are using the comments, please use it in a responsible way. And if my words make you think um, about how we all are online, probably not you, but um, how others are online and you know we can all deal with it together because the social media companies don't want to, then maybe we can do it. Anyway, enough of the socio-political nonsense. That was season review number 17. I think if I hit that one, yeah, we can see. So I've put a load of work into these. These take, I don't know, hour and a half's research and then another hour to edit and um, put up and do all the artwork and everything. So... Um, <laughs> a good probably two days work of my of my life uh, so far. I really am determined to finish it um, before the season starts. Um, so maybe we'll try and get another one out tomorrow, but they are hard work, my God. Um, so I hope you've enjoyed this one and get your thoughts in. That was Bristol City's 1920 season. The Johnson era is over. Get your thoughts in, in the comments. Share and share alike. If you're a Bristol City fan, and there's a forum you go on, please share it on the forum as well. And hopefully we can drive more Bristol City fans to the channel. Thank you, everybody, for watching. I'll see you on the next video. Over and out.